Hi, I'm Solon, and I talk with strangers. I don't ask them their name or where they're from. Instead, I ask about who they are. Here's the twist. The only way I'll air the interview is if the stranger introduces themselves. This is Strange Voices. I am the creative director of character design for Sesame Workshop. And that means that I make sure that the characters look beautiful wherever they show up, whether it's in sculpture, whether it's parade balloons, wherever they show up, you know, even animation, and internationally as well. What do you think is the biggest difference between the world you grew up in and the world which most children grow up in today? Uh, that's very easy. Technology has pretty much taken over. It's become a digital wilderness, and kids don't really get a chance to express themselves without the aid of some kind of device. When I was a kid, <laughs> clay, rocks, sticks, boxes, it was all kind of a tangible experience where you can actually express yourself without having to have something plugged in or with a battery attached to it. So uh, an undistracted childhood, that's what I have to say. And now it's extremely, exceedingly distracted for the children, and I kind of feel bad for them. What did having that undistracted childhood mean to you? It meant really exploring every kind of art form that came into my heart. You know, I watched uh, the Ed Sullivan Show, saw Jim Henson uh, um, and the Muppets they were uh, lip-syncing. I didn't know it was lip-sync. I thought it was real singing. So I used to sneak down into the basement at six years old. I wasn't allowed down there, but Jim Henson just turned me on. So I had to sneak down there and learn, teach myself how to play the piano, picking up socks, sticking little things on them to try to make my own puppets, finding um, uh, pipe cleaners and twisting them into these great shapes, cutting paper, using my hands. Without a device, you know, it was just divine, you know. And the thing is, right now in my position, I still use my hands primarily uh, to draw. I don't use a computer a lot, but um, any time I start any project, I always start with a pencil and piece of paper, just like when I was five years old, six years old. Someone like me, I get to speak a lot, and I'm grateful for this opportunity so that maybe somebody can hear it and say, you know, maybe I don't have to have that cell phone or that iPad or that computer. Maybe I can just take, you know, a walk and think without anything plugged in. It's a beautiful, it's, it, being human is such a, it's such a benefit, it's such a blessing, but, you know, we're kind of losing, a lot of people are kind of losing that because it, the, the, the primary entity is the device and the human hangs on that. And that really is an unfortunate state to be in. You know, <laughs> walking down the street, people don't watch where they're going anymore. And I, I know I don't have to talk about this because everyone sees it, but it, it does bother me. It does make me feel bad because these are my human brothers and sisters out there not connecting to anyone. They think they're connecting by using that device, but they're not. And little children are right now in that same boat. So when you look at children, uh, today's children, and you think about uh, them as adults, what kind of world do you think they're going to leave behind for their children? You know, I have thought deeply about that, and I believe that when these children grow up, they're going to realize that something was missing because of all of this technology. Technology is beautiful, but anything that's abused will eventually destroy somebody. So I really believe they're going to think and say, you know what, that happened to me, but not my kid. So I think they're going to go back and find other kind of uh, more tangible, more humanistic ways of living where they can play without turning anything on, just grab a ball or just hug and play and tickle and things like that, go swimming, go running, you know, play with sticks and, and you know, my son, used to, we used to go through 
uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn. And, you know, we would just be talking, singing songs, making up songs on the way. And he would pick up branches and things like that. And that would be his staff. He was the king of, of Prospect Park. So he had to have a staff. So there was always a staff somewhere. But we, the one thing that I made him promise, Mike, never take it out. Leave it in the park. This is a beautiful experience. So I think um, people are going to realize that they were robbed of something because the kids only have a choice. But from in the crib, they're handed a cell phone in the crib. So, you know, when they grow up, they're going to say, not my kids. And then they're going to really have, their kids are going to be like ultra humans or something like that because they're going to really make sure they don't get caught up in this technology. Do you have a strange voice? Send me your feedback and suggestions for the podcast. The outro today is the LaRue remix of Self Machine by I Blame Coco. New strangers are on the way. Till next time, I'm Solon. Thanks for listening to Strange Voices. I saw the mirror staring back at me And it told me I'm a self-machine I saw the mirror staring back at me And it told me I'm a self-machine It said I gave you these scars And I gave you these wounds I told you the false and I showed you the truth I saw the mirror staring back at me And it told me I'm a self Raised in Brooklyn, I have to say that because I love it.